Ray? Yes, Sean. Have you heard the good news? <laughs> I I have not. Do you know what, what that means? Like with 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 like I, I got a pilot Christians uh, NBC show. <laughs> That's the showbiz version of Have you heard the good news? <laughs> Christians are the- like uh, Jesus died for your sins. You're like I got an audition for uh, a <laughs> last comic standing. That's how they break the good news that he died for my sins. That's I think that's what the good news is. Do so, you know what other way you could say that? What's that? Hey, do you want to feel guilty? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Well, here's the thing, man. I it's an interesting topic. It, it goes into this weekend. I spent uh, Thursday up until today in Plano, Texas, and uh, uh, yesterday I was I had tons of time to kill. So, which you know, comics do on. On uh, road gigs, usually your days are just you know getting lunch and like doing whatever. I go bowling. Oh, I love bowling. Me too. We'll talk about that in a second. But um, so, right where this area was in Plano, they had like this. <clears throat> it was like a residential area that had like a man-made lake in the middle of it with like benches around it and stuff like that, right? And before I got to sit down on this bench by the lake, this woman who was at the Friday show, she was walking by, and I have my headphones in, and she kind of like pointed at me, and I was like. Was like, oh hey, did you do a show on Friday at the at the club? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, we came, my husband and me, and it was a great time. I'm like, cool. And I was like, oh, thanks. And that was it, right? So I kind of had that in my brain, right? So I sit on this bench by the lake, and I'm listening to my headphones, and I look over, and uh, this dude, who kind of looked like somebody I thought was at one of the shows, was like, oh hey, and I'm like, hey, what's up? And it was a guy, two guys, two like middle aged guys, and like a twelve year old kid, right? And they come over to me and they go, hey, so we're Christian. They didn't say, have you heard the good news? But they go, we're Christian and we're wondering if we could just ask you a few questions. It's like a survey type thing. Yeah. And I had so much time to kill. (laughs) that I was like, I go, yeah, totally. You can do do that. So we, they ended up asking me, but the first question was actually a good one. I was like, that actually is a really thought provoking question. What was it? The first one was, what do you live for? And I was like, the weekend, <laughs> baby. I live for the weekend. <laughs> that's what, what. No, that's what everybody's working for. Oh, what do you no, live for? What do I see in boobs? I saw all the boobs. <laughs> what do you? What do you booger from Revenge of the Nerds? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Wait, what, what did you? Did you answer? I said, I said, it's. I go. It's going to sound cliche, but I guess to live a good, live for to live a good life. But I didn't know exactly what I meant. I. I was trying to think of the most general answer I could think of, but I didn't even know. I think most people would be like, oh, I live, like when they have a family, they go, for my family or for this. Oh, you know what I live? I live for fun. I love having fun, dude. You live for fun. I live for it. Like yeah. it is what I do everything for is to have a good time and for everybody else to have a good time around me. Hey, you're here for a short time. Might as well make it a good time. Who said that? That's a that's a line. Yeah. No, maybe Prince said something. Prince said a, a saying, maybe it was in a song. Uh, party like it's nineteen ninety nine. It's in that song, maybe. And who knows? Message us. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember what song it was. But anyway, uh, they asked me that, and I was like, I gave the answer, and then we they started. To, they go, Oh, do you believe in heaven and hell? Do you? You know, they had all like their recruit. They were like trying to recruit me to their, but they were like. Actually, nice guys, which I guess you have to be in that business. Yeah. But it's also what I kept thinking was, man, Christian uh, emissary 
whatever you would call it, Christian recruiter confidence. Oh, Having, yes. Like where you're so far into the game of being a Christian that you are just walking up on a dude by a lake and just going, hey, how are you? Have you heard the good news? Can you? Because uh, by the end, uh, they did mention the phrase, the good news. And what they were trying to say is the goal is to live as a perfect person. But none of us do that. We all, we all sin, right? We all. So sin, one sin is punishable by going to hell. But just so, hey, good news for you. Jesus died for all those sins preemptively. He saw them coming. Minority report. (laughs) Jesus minority reported all of our sins. Tom yeah. Cruise would have played a good Jesus. Jesus. Just, he he would have put, played a great Jesus, but that it would be funny to have Jesus doing that weird operating system thing with his fingers on the clear. <laughs> just Jesus putting things around, like you know, uh, shifting everything around. Um, so I had about a twenty-five minute conversation with these dudes. Well, it's nice that they convert that way instead of how they used to convert people. Right? You mean like during the Inquisition? And stuff yeah, like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd rather that be than be on the rack. I'd rather yeah. that than be stretched out on some wooden apparatus. They have to be nice now mm. to reverse that reputation. Yeah, well, they have to reverse the reputation for something else too. But actually, that's more Catholic. Wait, than what they, happened? Oh, well, I can't get into it. Okay. Anyway, uh, no, I, I'm kidding. I saw Ray Donovan. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, the point being, I was like, man, like there is a level of a confidence you have to have. Like you, you like I actually appreciated Hey, I like I I respected what they whatever they believed cuz they would say that they go, "Hey, whatever it is you believe." And I think if I would have let them talk for four more hours, they would have like just kept going and going and going. But the one thing that I was like a little creeped out by, it's always weird. It was weird to me that they brought it was the one dude's son and they brought the one dude's son to go out and like mm. I guess spread gospel. And I'm like that's always weird. Whenever you meet like Christian, like full on, like in it Christian kids, they're always like a little bit too precocious. Yeah. Almost like they've lost a bit of innocence. That kid like, is like, like, almost like a salesman, like a, like a used car salesman. I don't. Like, that's really sad. And it's that sad. Kid, that kid is also not going to have sex with somebody his own age for a long time. Yeah, they, there's this like, weird like glaze. It'd be one thing if that was like your, if that was just like your beliefs, and that was it, and you, and that was it. But. Obviously, they're out there trying to be like, hey, spread the word and, and maybe get a couple people into the flock or whatever it is. So I had a nice conversation with them, but I, it wasn't like I was about to be like, okay, where do I go? Where do I sign up? Like, you know, and don't get me wrong. I don't know how often that happens to those guys, but it was a thought-provoking conversation. I enjoyed it. Uh, they were nice Sounds enough guys. brutal. It was brutal. The last two weeks, I felt like I already explained God to you. <laughs> I feel like I've been, I figured it out. Your God is way different. Than, it's way more chill. <laughs> your God. My God your is God way more chill. Just gives you little tiny, little tiny victories. Little, like you said, leg room, maybe a blowjob here and there. Just little yeah. tiny things that you're, yeah. He wants us to live for fun. Yeah. I don't know if that's, that's not evidenced by the stories about God, but I, um. By the stories about, did, did we knock over the Madison Square Garden story? <laughs> Where God made the guy that was sitting next to me in the first half fall asleep and then disappear. Yeah. So anyway, so that I was did. my point. Like, cra- like born again Christian confidence. That's some crazy confidence, which I think is also referred to as delusion. <laughs> See, I don't think it's. I think the only thing that annoys me is that it's like circular logic. So what I, you know, you know, I'm a big fan of the uh, the docu series Surviving Death that's on Netflix. Yeah, I brought it up to you. I don't believe you've watched it yet. Or you I watched watch the it. first episode, and you you did not like it. A little boring till the end. It's, I thought it was fantastic. Anyway, 
I think that series made me believe in reincarnation. And I, I brought it up to these guys. I go, well, I watched this. And I go, I used to think there was nothing, like nothing. Or I, I was assumed there was nothing after. When you died, there was nothing. Dead and in the ground. Dead and in the ground. But after seeing the reincarnation episode of that show, I'm like, well, maybe there is something. And I, but I also was trying to tell them, I think it's based off of a, a science that we don't understand. Like it, we, us not understanding our physics properly or 100% is something that we don't know about, that we just can't get our heads around as humans, is what might w- involve consciousness after our physical self dies. And, I, but I don't know also. I, you know. And these bros were Catholic? No, they weren't Catholic. They were just like born regular. again. I don't know if it was born again, if it, be, if it would have been considered born again Christians, but they were not Catholic. I would say, I have a theory that most Catholics, not all, most Catholics are like almost lapsed cafeteria Catholics. That they, hey, I think they have the, the oh, basics yeah. down. They go on the holidays. They pick and choose what they want. But if you got them all in a room and you were like, hey, guys, nobody will find out. Do you believe... Literally, this is what happened back in the day in the Bible Bible times. I think most Catholics would go, no, of course not. No, I, th- I think some of them would say yes, just because that's how much they don't feel like talking about it. Yeah, it is. I, yeah, I, just I, I yes, you're go. dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, gotta get, I gotta go to a fish fry. I gotta eat a fried piece of fish. It's Friday. I can't eat. So anyway, so it was an interesting conversation. But the the good news part was when he goes, well, if you don't know, the good news is that. Jesus died for your sin. That's what they try to get to. That's like the big... Well, Easter's that's the, like the M. Night Shyamalan punch at the end of the... <laughs> Easter's this weekend. Uh, Easter is this weekend. That's why yeah. it's good that I'm bringing this up now. This is perfect timing. We're teaching people about religion. About God. Yeah. But it is. It was. it's supposed to be like the punchline of the conversation. is like, well, you know, this happens. All, you sin all the time. But the good news is... I see dead people. Like, it's like that. <laughs> it, 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 it is a... Con- like, if you do truly believe in God, it it probably makes life so much easier. I... Yes, I do. I believe that. And here's the thing. I have nothing against that whatsoever. I actually appreciate it. I think it's good to have faith in something. It's better, but if it's, your, if it's your own personal faith... A lot of times, what goes on with these, they are this. They're trying to, uh, I wouldn't say push, but even them coming over to me, if I would have been the type to be suggestible, I would have been like, "Well, let's meet up again. Let's talk." Like you know, and oh, I'd like to go to your church, and I, I think they probably get some of those as well. So, I think. I think a true, <laughs> back in the day, Irish Catholic says, yeah, 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 I believe in God, but it's my business. <laughs> like, well, like, hands off, my God. Like, it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, this is all within the self. The idea of going out there and going, this person needs to be saved, that person needs to be saved, uh-uh, not on board. You, because I think that's a form of judgment, but they cloak it in this love for God thing. When was the last time you were in a church? Oh, um, I don't know. I probably went for one of the holidays. Like, maybe... I don't know, maybe like Christmas, like last year or two years ago oh, before really? COVID. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hmm. wow. But I could be bullshit. Last time I was in a church was for an AA meeting. Oh, really? Court mandated about four years ago. <laughs> yeah, and it was. Uh, oh, I, I can't believe I haven't told this story on the podcast. Yeah, I. Uh, oh man, this is great. Okay. This explains a lot. So yeah, I, I got a I got a DUI like seven years ago. You know, I learned a valuable lesson. Did your license taken away? 
Yeah, for like two months. I had to ride the bus. Like it doesn't a, even sound that bad, though, Like two a months. dirt ball. I feel like that's Pittsburgh rules. I also had to pay like 10 grand. Yeah. Yeah. What would you rather have to pay 30 grand or your license is gone the rest of your life? I couldn't pay the 30 grand. I don't have a choice. No, you'd be, oh, you pay it off in installments. Oh, well, I'm paying it off in installments. Or, so or, I might, or I might just ride dirty and save the money. <laughs> riding dirty is. is Wait, is that what license. riding dirty is? I think it's that, or, or I thought it's riding dirty is having guns and drugs in the car. Well, I would do that too. Then why not? <laughs> I might just go from driving without a license. I might as well go all in. <laughs> might as well go for a trifecta. Yeah, yeah. Ride dirty, ride dirty. What's the song? The Neil Diamond song. No, riding ride dirty. dirty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to catch me riding dirty. My music's so loud, they hating, patrolling it. That's what, that's another thing we're gonna have to look up for the podcast is what exactly riding dirty means and we'll yeah to, I think it's ride in dirty right you don't say the G. no there's no G riding dirty no riding dirty you can't have the white version of, me, of riding dirty me get pulled over by the cops uh, sir can I have your license and registration actually uh, officer I'm riding dirty <laughs> I'm riding white riding dirty is just having a lot of loose change in that little <laughs> center part of your car it's having two <laughs> unpaid parking tickets. <laughs> Uh, just, just like 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 lame white collar riding dirty. Oh, sorry, officer. I have a. Uh... I'm sorry, sir. I'm I'm riding dirty. My floor mats are disgusting. <laughs> um, so soft. I'm gonna real ride dirty though. You, but you don't even know what it is. I'm gonna be riding dirty. I'm gonna when I, when I figure it out, I'm doing it. See, my first inclination would think that it's like fucking in the car, but that makes no sense. No, that's like, but or it's. Having, I think it's having drugs or guns in the car. I, I, if, okay, how about we do this? We'll look it up for the next episode. Or we can even do it right now. I think it's riding without your car registered. That's your guess. Mine is it's riding with either drugs or guns in the car. Well, look it up while I tell this story. Okay. Uh, I, so I, was, I go to this. It's my third AA meeting. Have you ever been to one? Um. No, you should you should check one out. <laughs> You're uh, you really right. should. Um, <laughs> anybody, I mean, anybody, not just you specifically, Sean, but I, um, but also you specifically. Um, so I go. It's the third AA meeting I go to, and the first two I went to are what are called speaker meetings, where it's just one person sharing their story, and those are kind of boring. But the nice thing about them is you kind of just sit there, zone out. You can even go stoned if you want. Um, and nobody's really going to notice. And you just drink coffee and listen to these people talk. But the other one I went to was actually a, um, it was a like, like a sharing meeting. Where it was like a, me and a group of like seven other people. We sit around and we have to like talk to each other. Like I had to speak. Right. So we're going around this circle. And like I hear the first like three guys go. It was all guys. There was one girl. And the rest were dudes. And I hear like the first couple dudes speak. And it's like, Hi, my name's Jeremy. I'm an alcoholic. And I'm like, wait a second. Are all these dudes gay? I went to an all-gay AA meeting. I went to a gay AA meeting. By quote-unquote accident? <laughs> it was by accident. Because then I was... You were just trying to get a young lad at a very vulnerable part of his life. <laughs> and, it, and it was... No, these were all older dudes. There was old, oh. just a couple of old queens. Old queens. And they were not fans of God, which was weird because it was in a church. Like, there was this one dude that just went the fuck off. No, well, they just have those meetings there. No, but AA, me, AA is very God-based. Oh, right, okay. So, like... Higher any, power stuff? Yeah. Anytime, like, the leader would start the meeting or 
would like say some type of thing or try to like steer the meeting, he would say one of like the religious things. And then finally, one of these dudes just started snapping. He was like in a leather jacket. He was like the gay Judd Nelson of this breakfast club. <laughs> and he was like, he was like sitting on the chair backwards. He was, he was like, yeah, I want to be. He's like, he's like, you don't got to apologize for any of the shit you did. We all fuck up. It's just better now. We're correcting the course. We're making this thing happen. And I'm like, yo, I like this dude. This is the guy I want to hang out the with. The gay version of Ray. Yeah. Gay Ray. Gay Ray. I've been called that once or twice. I'm sure. In my life. Kids are brutal. All the time. Not my own family. My oh. brother, my stepdad, my sister. My mom, no, my mom never did. She used to always stick up for me. She'd always be like, Ray, tell him your name's not really Ray, it's Raymond. And then my brother called me Flamin' Raymond. It'd be funny if you just, you kept going, you're like, my, my mailman, my lawyer from that DUI, <laughs> my teachers, like four of my teachers. Like, you just kept yeah, listening just to every like, single person in my life. <laughs> yeah. It's actually my nick. I wore a name tag. <laughs> like this one. I have a name tag on my shirt. <sighs> so... You showed up to this place. That's it. You went in there. Had no idea it was a gay... Oh, and then I, I look it up, uh, like, because on, like, all the sheet of it, and it, like, has little notes about the meetings, and this one was Pittsburgh's first gay-friendly AA meeting. <laughs> and that's kind of because it's the first gay-friendly AA meeting. Like, there was a lot of homophobia in AA. It's like it's like hey you can yes, of hey you can get shit faced and get a DUI by murdering a family in their minivan by running them off the road but hey you you like to suck dick <laughs> <laughs> we got no room for you pal no but I can imagine yeah, in Pittsburgh the guys who would go to AA there's no way they're not gonna have an issue with gay dudes in their AA circle I guess but well NA NA like Narcotics yeah. Anonymous, that there's got to be, be tons of gay-friendly. Yeah. Well, I'd like to report, I have the official... Oh, wow. Breaking news. ...definition for riding dirty. Okay. okay? Let's go over it again. Your guess was... I, I said, like, going without, like, a license or a registration, like that type of thing. Okay. And my guess was... Drugs or guns. Okay. Riding dirty. There is no G. Let's be clear about that. Driving in an automobile while having at least a felony charge worth of illegal drugs and or unregistered firearms with you. Wow. I'm from the streets, Ray. That's crazy. Yep. Look at you. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Well, I, I'm probably not going to ride dirty. Not because I don't want to. <sighs> did, you, did you have, <laughs> you, what, you wouldn't just get a gun just so you could ride dirty? Yeah, I'm not going to ride dirty now. Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd advise against it. So you had the DUI. I didn't even drive, I didn't even drive drunk, or drive drunk, Jesus Christ, I did drive drunk, that's where I, <laughs> how I got into that situation. How loaded were you when you drove drunk? I wrecked. Oh, oh, yeah. like a full on, it wasn't oh, just a pullover. It was, it was my first, like, full booked feature weekend at the Pittsburgh Improv. I stayed after, got wasted drunk, and was driving home on like 376, like the main road, like one of the main highways in Pittsburgh. And I slammed into the guardrail and woke up with like a lady knocking on my window. And she was like, honey, are you okay? I was like, yeah. I was like, you didn't call the cops, did you? And she was like, I called 911. And I was like, okay, cool. As long as you didn't call the cops. She was like, 
They usually come with 911, honey. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you were so drunk, you heard the number 911. It yeah. is only associated with the cops. The emergency. And you're like, okay, thank God it's not the cops. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was just going to be an ambulance coming. Oh, yeah, but no, the 911 like, is the cops. Like, like the ambulance was going to come and be like, hey, you're fine. Go sleep it off, bud. You know? <laughs> Go sleep it off for the, before the fuzz gets this here. Friendly old ambulance driver's going to cover for you. <laughs> Have you hide out in his house so you don't get arrested? And I was like a... Not a dick to the cops. They liked me. And I was in the back of their car when they were driving me uh, to the hospital to get, like, my blood work done. To and you didn't, you didn't, did you hit another car? Or you just, you no, hit, uh, no. It was, like, 4.30 in the morning. And I, you know, I crash them in the car. And, like, I'm so, like, drunk. And I said, hey, guys, I, uh, if you guys just drop me off at my house, we sweep this whole thing under the rug. I'll give you a promo code for $5 tickets for the rest of the weekend. I'm going to be at the improv. <laughs> it's a true story. And they were like, they were like actually laughing. And they were like, yeah, it's not going to work for us. And also, $5, you want to just give us the tickets for free? <laughs> I was like, I'm barely in there at this point. I, I don't have that much clout. I can't have that much pull at the, at the improv. <laughs> and then at one point, uh, I remember, like, like I, th- obviously, thank, you know, the Lord, I guess. I guess it was him. Actually, he doesn't really. Do stuff like you that. You heard the good news? No, God doesn't. That's way above his pay grade. Uh, I told you this already. Um, but I, God's middle management, is that what you're saying? I got blood because I had just like a little scratch on my nose on my favorite pair of khakis. I'd kill for those khakis. You know how you just find a pair of pants, pants that fit perfect, yeah. and then you can't find them ever again? Yep. Because Old Navy starts cheapening up the way that they make their yeah. cloth. Old, Old Navy is just giant swaths of fabric this, at this point. Fa- fab swabs. And I, I'm like, ugh. Just my luck. And the cop's like, what? I was like, I got blood on my favorite khakis. <laughs> he said, yeah, uh, what are those, like $30 khakis? <laughs> you just totaled a like $15,000 card. I was like, yeah, whatever. But then fast forward to when I'm like actually at like my hearing or whatever when I'm in court, the, the cop was real cool. Like he called the state trooper. He comes up to me and he's like, hey, Ray, how you doing, man? How's, how's uh, stuff with comedy going? I think it's pretty good, man. He's like, ah, me and my me and my old lady got to get down to the city. Uh, maybe we'll come see one of your shows, man. If you ever want to hook us up with some tickets, and I was like, dude, you had your chance. <laughs> Full price for you, Officer Bruggeman. I've only dry, drove drunk once, and I was t- like twenty. I was like, it was like I went to Manhattan College when uh, when I was like eighteen, like right out of high school for a year, and then I went back to Long Island and went to Nassau Community for a while. Yeah. Right? But the year after I went to Manhattan, I went to visit people. Using my dad's car, I went to visit people at the bars at Manhattan College, and I didn't. I, I think I was coming from another place, and I was using my dad's car, and I just got like loaded, and then got in the car and drove all the way back to my my parents' house, um, and it was just about a half hour from like the Bronx to to Long Island, and I pulled in. Nothing happened. I pulled in the driveway, and I sat there, and I realized I didn't remember one minute from the trip. I go, I don't remember. I don't know how I got here. And I was like, I'll never do this again. Really? Yeah. I dude, it was bad. It was really bad. See, honestly, in hindsight. Scared the shit out of me. It was great that that happened to me. Yeah, because you're never because gonna do it again. Before that, I was cruising for a bruising. <laughs> I just made that up. I was, dude. Like there were there was a time before that where I wake up the next morning and I was I was living with my my uh, mom and her lover Bill at the time. And her lover. And Bill wakes me up and he's like, hey man. Uh, we're going to do this, this, and then you can just use your mom's car to go to your gig tonight. I was like, I'll just use my car. He's like, go outside and look at your car. 
I looked at my car. Both of my driver's side tires were popped <laughs> flat and like down to the rim. I drove home on the rim, drunk. Are you just like who are you, Van Wilder? Like what do you? <laughs> I, I don't. I, just party animal Ray. It was it was bad. And then there was another time before that when I wake up the next morning, and this was before then, and I look in my car and my one of my side mirrors was in my passenger seat, <laughs> along with a Mountain Dew, a Cookies and Cream Hershey bar. And windshield wiper fluid, which I had been needing to buy for, like, weeks. So you drunkenly went and ran errands. Yeah. <laughs> I blacked out that's drunk, funny. blasted off my mirror, and got windshield wiper well, fluid. Well, dude, that's what I think people will never know again, is, like, driving drunk was a thing. Like, driving drunk. It was. Because this was, was before. I got my DUI way before Uber was out. Right. Way but, before Lyft was out. And but, cabs don't exist in Pittsburgh. Right, right. So, like, and then even in Long Island, like, like. Or my cousins in Jersey, like I, my cousin would drive drunk. I think like so. It's like it, it was like a known thing. People would just drive, especially certain areas, certain times of night. It's still now. How many times you're like uh, on certain nights, like New Year's, people are always like, oh, watch out, people are driving. People just think it's not that big of a deal, and it's it's a huge deal. But my one of my favorite. I don't think it's an urban legend. I think it was a real story I heard. I just can't remember what bar it was. Uh, somebody told me they used to be a regular at this bar. And there was this scam they used to pull out because there was like a cop that on the weekends that would wait across the street. This must be like a known thing. It must have happened at a million bars. Yeah. It sounds like an urban legend thing, but I, I think it was true. And the cop would sit there and park himself outside and wait for the drunk people to come out and just pull them over, like try to grab a couple of them, right? So they all the, all the regulars at this bar, they got a great idea to – they would – pull straws or roll dice or something, and one guy couldn't drink for the night. But then what would happen, everybody would hang out, end of the night, the guy who didn't drink would walk out, drop his keys, start stumbling around, get in his car, and just peel off, right? The cop, like clockwork, would just pull throw his lights on and go, go cha- haul ass after him and go have, and then all the drunk dudes would just <laughs> go out and get them. <laughs> just throw a decoy out there. Yes, exactly. Just, yeah, yeah, absolute decoy. So it's like, which I think is a hilarious story, uh, but like, I ch- guarantee you, somebody told me that story, they were like, this happened at my bar that I hung out at. That was like what we did. Really? Yeah, but I I bet you that happens at about a thousands of bars across the country. You think the move happens? The move, yeah. If, if they had that scenario, which probably happens. Well, like, I mean, Dude, back in like the seventies and eighties, I don't think drinking and driving was like that hammered down on by the police. Uh, I don't think it was. I think they probably thought of it as not even a big deal, or they—I don't know. It seems like such a no-brainer to me. Like it's like, yeah. Well, especially in like neighborhoody places, because because I've heard stories from like my dad and his friends uh, where they would have got they got pulled over, and it was like a dude they knew. Was like, ah, just get home, man. Come on. Or I'll right. follow you home. Well, or, that's usually what it was. Like, I, hey, leave your car. I'll give you a ride or whatever it is. Yeah. You know? Or you get that, like, you ever have, like, you meet a hard rock, some old hard rock that's like, he's like, I drive actually better drunk. You're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> you don't. You're just not sick because you're an alcoholic yeah. and you're sick when you're sober. <laughs> you're just not going to throw up. It's crazy. Uh, Ray, I'd like to uh, revisit our jerk dash off from last week. Yes. Um, it uh, was. Uh, can you remind the people of who the, the two results contenders were? were a little surprising. Yeah, the, the two contenders were um, Meryl Streep, her character from Devil Wears Prada, Miranda. 
I don't yes. remember the last name. And then Miranda Lambert. No, Miranda Lambert's a singer. That's I think Blake Shelton's ex-wife. Yes, right. <laughs> and he upgraded to Gwen Stefani. Yeah, they seem to love uh, each other. They do. They really do. Yeah. What an unlikely pair. It is. Man, life's weird, isn't it, Ray? She's a babe, by the way. She's she a, is, she's one of my top babes. She's up there for me too. Because um, she's probably older than me, or my age. I, don't no, I think, think she's, she's older than you, dude. She is. I think, she's and she cool. looks phenomenal. Gorgeous. Yeah. Um, she seems like really cool too, right? Like, doesn't she seem? Oh, she seems DTE for sure. Da- uh, what's DTE? Down to earth. Oh yeah. Okay. Come on, Sean. You got to follow me Sorry. here. Uh, I s- I sent him a list of acronyms <laughs> that I'm going to be using before each episode, and he never remembers them. I mean, it's ser- it's BS, dude. Sorry, man. Uh, I'll study up next week. The, well, you know, I'll try my best. The uh, the jerk the dirt jerk dash off Miranda from Devil Wears Prada and uh, the Rachel McAdams from Mean Girls who played uh, I never saw the movie uh, <laughs> bullshit <laughs> who played Regina George and uh, Regina George won. That was who the people chose. I know who you would choose. Me for comparing you to Danny Francesi. That's who, his name. I, yes, because I looked it up. I tagged him. We did a post separated at birth. Ray and the gay dude. Speaking of gay Ray, Ray, and the, gay, <laughs> <laughs> the gay dude from Mean Girls. You do. Here's the thing, man. You resemble him. It's actually not a. Ba- it's not a bad looking guy. He's not a bad looking dude. You yeah. resemble him. You guys don't look alike. Alike. You just resemble each other. If I had to be honest. Well, in a little bit, I'll tell you who I'm actually who I actually figured out that I am like. Who's we'll that? get there in a minute. Okay. But Regina George. Who won the poll? She won the poll. Yeah, that makes the sense. Audience vote. And I tend to agree with the people. For the first time, maybe since we've been doing the polls of our jerk of our jerk offs. And I know a lot of times when we have these and it's a debate between people that are younger and older. We usually kind of err towards, well, this person's old enough at this point. They should have learned their lesson. But I think Regina George is so next level, mean, yeah, and like cruel to like her friends that it outweighs Miranda being this harsh businesswoman. Yes, I think Regina George is Machiavellian in that movie. Like she just is. She's like psychotic. Yeah, Miranda's not psychotic. And also, Miranda eh, that gets results. You dog. know, on these, on these, on this section, what I always look for is redeemable moments of the jerk. Like so, when we did Bradley Cooper versus uh, from Wedding Crashers versus Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Adam Scott gives a redeemable moment at the end of the movie. Bradley Cooper is the jerk throughout the entire movie. Yeah. So there is no learn learning moment. Like and and with with Miranda. What, there's a little, remember that little smile at the end of the movie where it, I wouldn't call it redeemable. She smiles at her, and you, uh, there's a little bit of good in there. Also, she explains why she is the way That's she is. That's what I'm the, saying. The world she's in, it makes more sense. And then they, they actually show her crying when her husband's cheating or leaving her or whatever it is. So there is a, a more human element to then the straight up villain of Regina George. And, and you're mostly seeing Miranda in the workplace. Yes, that's true. So she's she is the way she is and gets results, dude. She's uh, killing it. Yes. So yeah. obviously she's being a bitch for a reason. That it kind of fits into her world is why she's like yeah. that. Like like having that reputation. I guess she's supposed to be 
Anna Winter from from Vogue magazine. I don't know if you know that's supposed to be the no. Yeah, Anna Winter is famous for being like that level. Like uh, there's stories of people being assistants. Somebody just mentioned it. Um, oh wow! Uh, that that thing with the book in the movie, which is the drop of the book and not not and like and not be seen or heard and yeah. sneak out. That's a real that's a real thing. Oh wow! Yeah. So there's a real person, but I'm sure she's not an evil person. She just you're in that world, and they have like they're like almost like aliens or something. They're not like real people. So I I think this is the first time that we've agreed with the people that it's Regina because I just think she's a spoiled jerk. Yeah, I think it's Regina. She's spoiled, she's entitled, and she is just mean. Like even her friends that she was cool with, she was. But it's pretty amazing because I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of Rachel McAdams. I think she's awesome. I think Wedding Crashers. I had like a huge crush on Rachel McAdams. Yeah. That character I love. So it's pretty remarkable. Good, great actress that she can go from playing Regina George to whatever her name is in Wedding Crashers. She was an asshole in Midnight in Paris. Did you see that movie? So maybe she mostly plays assholes? I think she goes back and forth. I never saw Midnight in Paris. I I should have seen it. Good movie. She was cool in Spotlight, too. Wait, she's in Midnight in Paris with Owen Wilson again? Yeah. That's interesting to go from like... Wedding Crashers to a Woody Allen movie with Owen Wilson. Yeah, man. That, yeah, they she's, have, she's got, got some good, range. They have a good good chemistry together. They should she, do something else. She should do more. I feel like I don't well, see her. Well, something might have happened with her, where she kind of fell off. I don't know what it was, but I, I haven't looked it up. But I remember noticing that she's kind of gone. That yeah. happens to actors. That's that's the hard part about being an actress. They fall off quick. Well, they they, they age out. That's Hollywood. It sucks. Yeah. You know, you can. You're Will Smith. You can you slap somebody at the Oscars, you, you get banned from the Oscars for ten years. I, I was shocked at that. I mean, being the punishment, he still looks as good, if not better, than he did when he was in Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Well, yes, he looks fantastic. That's what I mean. But I'm sure she looks amazing as well. But like, the, the guys just have that. That is a double standard. That's but, why in comedy, there's a lot of comics, women comics that, like I, that I know, and I'd be like, "Well, how old are you?" And they're like, "I don't, I won't tell you." And I'm like. I actually get it. Yeah, that's fair. I get it. But it's not fair they have to do that. It's kind of messed up. But um, I think that... Uh, I might stop telling people. Um, I'll, I'll just stand behind you, and, and if you won't tell that's, them, I'll tell them. That's nice, Sean. <laughs> oh, I think... Okay, I may look like that guy a little bit. There may be a slight resemblance to me and Damien from Mean Girls. Danny. Damien is the oh, character's Oh, the character's name. name. Uh, there may be a slight resemblance, which was just great that you said that, Sean. I have multiple friends text me and call me Damien Zawadney, which is really funny, dude. The bullying just never stops with you. And I, 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 I never well, say anything but nice things to you. That's not I'm true. I'm nothing but sweet. Not and I, well, let me say this. It gets better, okay? It gets, be- it gets better. Are you making another one of those videos you used to make all the time? <laughs> Fucking queen. Uh, I... Uh, I may resemble him, but do you know who I'm a lot like? Who? Is Mel Gibson's character in Lethal Weapon, Martin Riggs. No. <laughs> you don't think so? No. I watched Lethal Weapon today. Two? The first one? The first one. first one's badass. It's great. And the I'm, fight at the end with Gary Busey is great. When he says, you want a shot at the title? Yeah. And Second one, I think I like better. It's more fun, maybe. But the first one is like a real Everybody good... Everybody says that. You yeah. don't think I'm anything like Riggs? Not even... I kind of thought of us as like a Riggs and Murtaugh. I'm Murtaugh? Why? Because I'm older? You're a little older. 
a little too old for this shit. <laughs> and and me, I'm just this young, fucking crazy, loose cannon that'll beat somebody up in your yard if I have to. No, you should let me fight somebody down in the down in the yard down there. Uh, in, in the back of my apartment building? Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you should. Like in the <laughs> lot? Let me fight. We'll find some Greek dude that you Let's can just... Let's get Gary Busey's son. <laughs> What's that guy's name? Uh, Jake Busey? Jake Busey? From, from, uh, from PCU? Yeah, Jake Busey, if you're out there listening, <laughs> a story at Queens this weekend, meet me for a fight and I'll fight you out there. Hopefully it rains. How great would it be if this podcast got big enough that you we really got you to fight? Would you actually fight Jake I'd Busey? Fight Jake Busey. He might be kind of a big dude. Whatever. I'm kind of a big He's dude. He's also kind of not. He was in uh, Enemy of the State. He was. He had a bunch of small roles. He was in, he was uh, in, he was uh, in like a couple of pilots that didn't go anywhere. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I remember he would be in like every so often he'd be in like a new Spike TV movie where he's friends with the devil or something. <laughs> you know, they'd always make like, do you know what I'm talking about? You always I, see something like that. You know that. what's so funny is that. I've never heard somebody describe something, and I didn't have even a little bit of an idea of what it was. I don't even know what. I have no idea what you're talking really? about. Really? Yeah. What was that? What was that? It was like, was a, like in some show, oh, like Lucifer or something, like one of those something kind of things. Like that. Yeah. It, it just looked terrible. It was like it was like half comedy, but probably not funny at all. Oh yeah. And they aired it. They actually yeah. like, they aired a few episodes and they canceled it like immediately. He's like, uh, he's not bad. He's not a bad actor. That's what we might have to start doing. Do you want to challenging like C list celebrities from the early two thousands to fights? That'd be a great idea. That gets a, that's a that's a clout chase right there. And and that's and that's a good way to become jerks. It is because it's like you know, hey, like Jake Busey doesn't need to be picked on. He's had enough. <laughs> the, the Busey family has been through enough yeah, just by having their patriarch. Yeah. Well, I I've told this story before on podcast, but I have a. From my sister, I have a Gary Busey story. Oh, really? Back in the day, before, my sister's lived in L.A. for a long time. And when she first, I think when she first got there, and she was out in, like, the valley or something, like, outside L.A. proper. Like, she was somewhere else, right? And she was kind of lost. And it was, like, before, like, Google Maps. Like, like MapQuest was a thing. But she thought she knew how to get back. But she didn't know. So she sees, she's like, oh, my God, that's Gary Busey in a convertible. He's got to be going back to L.A. proper. I'll just follow Gary Busey. So she's following him. Out of nowhere, he starts driving super erratically. But I guess it made sense to her. She's like, it's Gary Busey. This is probably how he would drive. That's classic abuse. Classic abuse. So she's following him. And he's going all, he's switching lanes. He's speeding. He's going 90s, up, up and down, up and down, up and down, back and forth, back and forth. Finally, they get to a point like at a light or at traffic where they're like right next to each other. And he looks at it, he goes, if you got a fucking camera in there, I'll break your fucking face. He <laughs> thought she was paparazzi. And she was like, no, I was just trying to get back to the city. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, oh my God. She thought he, she thought, he thought she was like a reporter or something. It's like back 20 years ago, probably. I'd be more scared to fight Gary now than his son. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, Gary Busey could be 99, and I'd be like, I'm not messing with Gary Busey. Yeah, he, he seems frightening. He seems like a guy that'll put you in a headlock if he likes you. Yeah, well, I can't really complain about that because I do that when I'm drunk to all my friends. You put people in headlocks? I, yeah, I haven't done it in a while. I, 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 I did it to... I did this weekend, I think, to my friend Mara. I had I had a buddy that when he would get drunk, he would like to headbutt. Oh no, that's way worse. Yeah, oh, I don't. But not an actual headlock. I do like a goofy headlock. Like, oh, like when I'm like loaded. 
Oh, you've probably done that to me. I pr- I think I have. Yeah. But you're also, t- you're taller than me, so it might be hard to it's do. a little more difficult. A little difficult. Yeah. Not like when I put fucking Jake Busey in a headlock <laughs> and beat him up in a story of Queens in a couple Hey, if anybody has, that's listening has a connection to Jake Busey, tell him that Gay Ray is looking for him and he's going <laughs> to kick his ass. What? Th- then if, if we're not Riggs and Murtaugh, who are, who are we? What 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 buddy? Uh, Turner and Hooch. <laughs> we're we're uh, we're John Candy and Eugene Levy. Armed and dangerous. And armed and dangerous. Huh. I can't believe you know you know armed. It's a great you movie. are you you have an old uh, old soul pop culture sensibility. That I movie I loved. It's when a I was great a kid. movie. It's a great movie. It's maybe not. I don't know. It's, I, I probably doesn't it hold time. up now. But when I was eight and I saw it, or I was seven, whatever it was, I loved it. That and. Uh, Nothing but trouble or two. I used to watch a lot. See, I never saw nothing but trouble. It's, it's a disgusting movie. That's what I heard. Yeah, it's, it's really crazy. gross. Yeah, I, I heard it's not that good. It's fine. John Candy was the best, huh? John Candy was good. Guy, I oh my god, I love John Candy. Um, so we did jerk dash off. Uh, do you want to go on to jerk of the week? Let's do the jerk of the week. All right, cool. I um, I have my. We both have a jerk of the week this this week. We do. Well, we have a. Um, over we should let's talk about the first one that's kind of like in the in the um, in entertainment rapper Ti rapper Ti and and we're coming from Jerk of the Week as like actual real comics. Uh, if you guys don't know the story, apparently rapper Ti I think he had some kind of legal troubles for a little bit, but I think it it blew over. But I, the guy's not a rapper. Didn't, I believe he retired from hip hop. Did he not? I don't know if he retired, but I know but now I know he. he sh- he wants to be a stand-up well, comic. Well, he wants to be a stand-up comic. And the first I heard of this was, I was just at Helium, and this guy, uh, Drew, that opened up, he said, oh, I heard this story that T.I.'s been doing, like, open mics, wherever he's from, in, like, I don't know, like St. Louis or something, whatever he's from. and uh, Atlanta, I thought. Oh, Atlanta. That's where it was. Atlanta, yeah. So he was doing uh, open mics in Atlanta, and, but then he found out that he's been going up and, like, running the light by, like, 30 minutes at these open mics. And I was like, yeah, it makes no sense. That's kind Which of that alone makes you a makes jerk you a of the week. jerk of the week right there. But but a lot of people do that. So, but <laughs> as it turns out, uh, I kept going. Um, and then apparently there was another story I read online that he was doing an open mic, probably in Atlanta, and he went up and did his set, and then some other a female comic went up after him and talked about some sexual assault allegations that were put against him. I think from his ex or from his current wife or something or something crazy. Um, I don't know the details, but basically, she started talking about it. While the comic was talking about it, he went back up on stage and started protesting and being like, "No, no, that didn't happen. I never got arrested. I never like." He started like, "I was exonerated." <laughs> so those were those two stories. And then recently, man, oh man, Twitter's good for those like crazy videos because uh, there's a, a video of him at Barclay Center in front of thousands of people, just. Bombing, which Just, and it's like the, getting why? booed, getting booed. Who do you think you are that like one of your first times doing real stand up is going to be at the Barclay Center, dude? It's also interesting to me that like while he was a rapper, nobody gave a shit about his sexual 
assault allegations, but the minute the guy becomes a comic, he has uh, open micers are the for the truth and justice. Yeah. Open micers the first ones to go. Hey, what about his blah blah blah? Like, like that was the the story gets out even more when well, an open well, micer attacks you. Oh yeah, right, right when they right when they think that a ti might take one of their feature weekends, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh this. Rape at everybody. <laughs> so, oh, I just got a crazy thing on my throat. What happened? Are you I have a heart attack? I'm too old for this shit, Ray. <laughs> I'm too old for this. So anyway, uh, he's <laughs> Ti is joke of the week for having so much lack of respect for the world and the the and what it takes to be an actual real stand up comic You're like wh- hey you had the right idea by going to open mics but the minute that somebody gave you a gig at Barclay Center you thought you're like I got this it's it's just it's, it's a little bit I don't know I, I know he doesn't mean it that way but it is one of those things where I feel like a lot of celebrities just are like say that they're a stand up comic and use it as a meet and greet um, well, that's a little bit different because like that, if he did that, I'd almost have more respect for it. Like yeah. he went up, like, look at like what like Mick Foley did, right? Mick Foley tours the country and makes probably a lot of money. And he go when he goes up and what does he do? He tells He's telling wrestling stories. Wrestling stories. This guy could have done that. He could have gone up and I'm sure he has crazy stories from backstage and uh during his rap career or or like he's probably enough of a personality. Where if he's just talking to them, and then, yeah, he's not doing music, but, like, I'd have more respect for that than, like, if you watch this video of him at Barclays, he's just doing a long, drawn-out bit with no laughs and no punchlines, and then the boos just start, and they just, boo, and they just grow to, like, like, like stadium-level, like, like sports-sounding boos. Did he say anything about it himself? I don't know. I haven't looked Because I wonder what the reaction is when you are somebody that is just so used to being the man, having a sold-out arena for people to come hear your your songs, and then you try to do a different performance art that is very based on audience feedback, and they're like, no way. Fuck you. You yeah. think stick to rubber band man. I think that it's I think that it's um it depends on the level of ego. And I think the fact that he even was like, I can do the Barclays Center, do a stand-up set there, um, probably, I'm wondering, it's got to phase you. I don't care what amount of ego you, if your whole stadium of people is booing at you. Yeah. Like, like, it was like that Seinfeld thing when he came back after the show was done, and he was like, he goes, I was the most, I'm the most famous comic in the world, and they gave me five minutes of grace. It was like right after the show ended. You, you didn't have any more famous anybody more famous than Seinfeld, and he said he was doing spots, and he would he would and he was starting from scratch again, and he would they would give him five minutes of oh my god it's Jerry Seinfeld, and then immediately just start being quiet or being weird or kind of shout like maybe not booing, but maybe booing. It's what I love about stand up. I it's, love it's, that. It, it's in that world. I think we've said this before. That's what that is what's great about stand up. You, when you're dealing in that one show, is such a, a thing unto itself. It's the only meritocracy that you have in, yeah. in show business. Is that thing of like, did you make us laugh or did you not? You yeah. versus the audience. Uh, yes, you versus the audience. That's what it boils down to. And yes, the, I, I, the way I used to think when I started was like, oh, I, we're in a competition. I'm going to win you over. That's not the exact right way to think of it. You're supposed to be doing it where everybody's part of something. 
hey, you're included in this thing that I'm doing. You know, like that kind of thing, you know? Um, I used to think of it as like, no, 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 I'm going to win this, which is a good way to be when you first start. I think it is. Because it makes you funnier. It makes you harder on yourself, whatever it is. But the fact that they... Um, that they that they booed this guy at Barclays is insane. Like that, like you, even that guy like that that had I don't know how many number one hits did he have? He was like big for like Ti was huge. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think two would probably one of the things that would lead him to believe that he could just go do stand up comedy is the fact that he was in like a couple funny movies. Like he was in the Ant Man movies. Like those were funny. Oh no no I think he yeah he acted in a couple things. So he, he is. Um, so I think I mean, I mean the guy the guy's not. I mean, he he he's clearly very talented guy, but it it does take some level of you know that confidence and delusion, and also I think a little disrespect for the craft. That's where it gets me. That's why he's jerk of the week, or maybe not knowing one of the jerks of the week. Why? Or maybe just not knowing. But like he learned, he fucking he had to have learned. Hopefully, you would hope it might have done like what. Uh, bombing at 50 open mics in a row does for, or let's say 100 open mics in a year, uh, does for a regular yeah. comic that's not fam- a famous person, maybe in one night. You would hope it it, it humbled him a little he bit. He just got it injected directly into the veins. Because he is, he is, that's probably why he started, because he was like, oh, I get, like, he's probably a funny guy. Yeah. But, man, that's the thing. Like, being funny with your friends or being funny in, in conversation and being funny on stage are two very different things. 100%. I mean, that's the battle. Yeah. So uh, I have a personal jerk of the week. Mm-hmm. I did shows in Plano that went, oh, they were really fun. Uh, but uh, I, so I think it was the Friday, the Friday late show. And it's, you ever have a show, Ray? I feel like we talk about stand up a lot in the podcast, but that's yeah. what we do. So whatever. Um, you ever have a show where if it, if it wasn't for one moment or one person in the crowd, it would have been like dynamite, like top 10 yeah. of like the, the, the month or whatever. Um, so it was a, it was a, I, you know, I didn't pack it in. I don't draw on the road really. I don't have a huge, huge following, but there was, I don't know, maybe like 50 people in the crowd. Um, and they were like, a lot of times these towns, like they, you know how it is on the road where like, Hey, doing this stuff that you want to do might be a little bit weirder or like newer stuff or there's, there's audiences that can be like open. Maybe they're not losing their minds laughing, but they're open to your thoughts and you kind of yeah. like, Hey, you do old stuff that does really well. And then they're on board for whatever else you have that, that you're trying out or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Right. So I wanted to, I want I've been wanting to do this joke for a while where I talked about like looking through the newsfeed on your phone and you're thinking what asshole cares about. The joke, the, it's, not, it's not, I think I'm gonna stop doing it because it doesn't get much. I think it's a funny idea. If you're ever looking at your phone, no, your, the news feed on your phone thinking, what asshole cares about these articles? Well, your phone tailored that news feed for you, so guess what? You're the asshole. Yeah. Like you're the one, yeah. you, your phone used all of its battery, pa- all of its processing power to exactly tailor it to whatever you look at on your phone, like whatever. So uh, I started, I wanted to, they were such a good audience. I was like, I did. Had a good beginning, so I was like, let me try this again to see if I can work it out. And I said, they go, I go, you ever look at the news feed on your phone? And I kind of pointed at this dude, big guy, really big guy, with his, with his girlfriend in the front row. There was this one table at this club where, like, it was like they were being roasted. It was like the spotlight was right on them. Yeah. And everybody else was kind of darker. And, it's, and then to the right had a table like that, too, the way the lighting was set up. So you couldn't, and this guy had a bright aqua blue shirt on, right? Yeah. 
and I wasn't even really asking him. I was just doing that thing where you like uh, rhetorically go, you look at the news feed on your phone, right? And then he just looks at me and he goes, what's the point? It's all fake anyway. And I was like, ugh, come on, man. That's not where I was going with this. And yes, I like addressed you, but like yeah. I was like, oh my God. And then, the, and then like, so I go, nah, that's not where I was going, man. This is where, this is what I meant by that. And then I explained the joke and actually it got, I, whatever. It got a little bit of a laugh, but who knows if I'll do it again. But I full on, this guy made it weird. Like I couldn't, I had to literally shift to the right and, and perform towards the right because this guy the whole time just stonewalling in his giant fucking, uh, uh, giant blue blueberry uh, uh, shirt like the girl in Willy Wonka? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and then he was so noticeable. The light was right on him. Like, the people in his crowd were like, were like affected by his bullshit. And so once I Ugh. got enough grace on the one side, I went back to everybody and then, you know, whatever it was. But like, when you're up there, like, the, that vibe can affect things, at least for a little bit. So then I was like, ah, that's not what I was going for, man. And then the whole time... He's just staring at me like an asshole. And I'm like, now you're going to do this. This is why you came here. You came here to try to mess with me. That's why you sat in the front. Well, it is weird when that happens because he was clearly, it was a political thing. He was, he was trying to make thing, it political. Right? My joke was not political. And if you have seen me, me and you, because I get this too, perform we are the farthest thing yes. from political commentary, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Like we don't even like talking about it on this show when we're just sitting bullshitting, mm -hmm. and and it's even like the even 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 like when we talk about something that's so small but even has a little bit of political influence, we're like, ah, it's boring. I'm not interested in it. I, I don't I don't find it funny. Like it's happened to me. I I I think I told you this where I was doing a show in um, Binghamton, New York, and I just do this joke about my mom lying to me. Where I say, Mom, when did you know I was never going to become the yeah. president? And I have a guy yell out, and he goes, Anybody could be president if Joe Biden can. And then I'm like, That's not what I'm going for, man. Fuck. I said, No. I just went, I literally went, Nope. Like, I didn't even have a funny retort. Nope. We're not doing it. No. We're not doing it. We're not talking about that. I was like, You know, I was like, What? Like, we're just not talking about it. What do you think's happening here? Are you, aren't you paying attention to the show? Like, what do you think? I'm the guy. What am I? I'm Rachel Maddow. I'm going to try to, what, what, what's going to happen? Like, I, I, I mentioned, and then another show a couple weeks before that, I said something about just my parents. Just mention my parents. And this guy goes, I bet they voted for Biden. I was like, wait, what? Where did that, where does that come from? I was like, did you just get here? Did I catch you mid-conversation? Do you have Bluetooth in your ear? Am I not hearing you? And I go, actually, if you want to know, they were, they were split. They voted separately. So whichever side you're on, I got you covered. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Unless you voted for... Ross Perot, God rest his soul. You know, <laughs> you did the cross. Yeah, for Ross Perot. Um, but I, I just I can't take it. Well, I noticed it like early on. Is as I would after a show, people would would go. Uh, there, there was there was one weekend I did with uh, with Tammy Pescatelli, and a compliment I got four different times. I'm not kidding you. Four different times after the show. Hey, we love the show. We're just glad you didn't get into politics because we need a break from it. And it was like, if they would have stopped there, I was like, wow, that's great to hear. And then they would go, hey, we're just glad you didn't talk about politics. Um, but anyways, I think both of us commit, Democrat or Republican, <laughs> that election was rigged. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, you know what it is? I think, I think, you know, anybody who, like, defines themselves by politics is, like, just a boring 
person. Boring, so they or they're bored. They're bored and they're boring, and they're almost like they're like, hey, this is just my new sports, and I'm just gonna treat yeah. it like that. Because let's be honest, how many how many people do you know that probably come out of these comedy shows in the middle of nowhere are that versed about policy? Because guess what, I'm not. No, I know very little info about about. So if you really were to press these people to a certain point, you're not gonna be. You're really not going to be uh, blowing people's minds with your opinion. So let's all just shut up and and mind our own business and just have a good time when somebody's not trying to go down that road. You know, it, if, if you're go- if you're going to a comedy club, you should go to it the same way you go to see a Fast and the Furious movie. Um, you yeah. suspend your reality. You don't sit there and go. <laughs> I mean, Vin Diesel could never jump a car over a cliff like that and yeah. shoot a gun at the same time and kill four people <laughs> and then jump out the window and catch his girlfriend and fall and still live yeah. and it's like yeah of course because you're going to see a movie and just like yeah, you like, know you go to the one where they race the submarine when it comes out of the ice and someone yeah. hears some guy in the back go yeah right <laughs> yeah, that's gonna happen well, I, dude I went to see that movie with another comic uh, an older comic from Pittsburgh we went out we were like on the road and it was like the only movie that was out. So we went to see fast and furious eight and watching this whole movie. It's ridiculous shit is happening. And he leans over to me when they're driving on that frozen tundra. Yeah. At the with, end. With, the, with the submarine. Well, but this is what he had an issue with. He was like, you would never get traction like that. Driving, on Lamborghini. <laughs> driving a Lamborghini on that ice. And I said, dude, did you see the rock? Catch a missile with his bare hands and redirect it to blow up a tank, and and, and you're worried about the the like, traction on a Lamborghini. I was like, buddy, just enjoy the ride. Just yeah. just have fun with it. It's like have some childlike wonder. Just that's believe. What, that's what I mean. If you go to a comedy show and one, you're familiar with your act, Sean, or you're familiar with the 20 minutes you've been doing your act. Why would you think that it's necessary to try to steer? Your act into politics. It's so weird. Also, and and maybe this has been mentioned before, but we, we I also think if you go like all right, so if I'm on the road and you come, especially since I don't like sneak attack you with a bunch of politics, or I'm not like in the middle of my act, I just like I'm like from dusk till dawn, I become a vampire movie in the middle. <laughs> uh, the fact that I'm pretty on on brand with what I am. You should be able to look to see what I am and then show up and enjoy the show. Yeah. There's now or or don't enjoy the show, but not be surprised that I'm not a certain thing that you had in my brain because you looked at my picture and you go, Oh, okay, we'll go to this guy because he looks like he was at the insurrection. Yeah, you're not gonna get bait, a bait and switch. <laughs> yes. You know, you're gonna get you're gonna get me. So you, th- see 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 you on the Tonight Show talking about getting older and ear hair, and then you end up at your show and you're like, the Jews are running the banks. It's like, whoa, what? Huh? It's like this guy took a left turn on that. Yeah, what happened? A right turn. Right uh, turn. Yeah, right turn. Yeah. So no, yeah. So that's basically just go and have people need to. Don't get me wrong. There was, you know, people talk about, you know, old, the olden days and back in the day or whatever. There's a lot of issues back back in the day, maybe. Maybe a lot of things weren't talked about that should have been. But I don't know, man. Sometimes it's nice when you hear those old things like, hey, no religion, no politics being talked. And it was it's a, that's a bar rule. But it's like, I, I, I that's how it used I, to be. That's, that's how it used to be. I think that's a good rule because then it's like everybody's identifying. We're not going to solve it here. But what I'm saying is even besides the, the political thing this guy shouted out, he could have. 
the fact that you're just like, hey, you're trying to like choose your own adventure, my joke. Like you're like you're full on, you're full on like telling me where the joke's going. And I'm like, all I did was like point to you and go, you look at the news feed on your phone, yeah. right? And I'm like, and also I don't believe that you don't do that. You I know? like I, I, I like the choose your own adventure. <laughs> you're like, you look at the news feed, he's like, Euphoria. You're like, what? <laughs> I like the show Euphoria. You should talk about that. <laughs> I think it's just good. I think it's done very stylistically, and uh, it doesn't get enough credit for how good the dialogue is. Well, I'll tell you, that's kind of what the guy sounded like. And Texas, man, oh, man, when you're from New York, and not even from like a, and it's not like a right-wing, left-wing thing. Everybody in Texas, they love Texas. Texas, they have this strange thing in Texas. You've been, have you been there? No. They have a strange thing in Texas where every American flag I saw outside, outside my hotel or wherever, businesses, whatever it was, as you're driving by, they have the Texas state flag next to the American flag. And I go, all it made me do was feel like I was in a, another country that had a good relationship with the, with the U.S. <laughs> and I would say it on stage and we'd get a laugh. And I'm like, you guys, and I go, you guys have a Texas state flag next to every American flag. And they would cheer. And then I go, no, you're weird. That's weird. <laughs> like one lady in the front row, I go, like, you're not from here, right? And she goes, no. I go, I go, where are you from? She goes, I'm from Chicago. I go, yeah, that'd be like in Chicago if they had like a flag with an Italian beef sandwich next to the American flag <laughs> after everything. I'm like, I'm sitting there like, going, like, no, it's it's weird. Like, they definitely, I even one show because it was like 20 people. I was like, how many of you w- would want us to secede from from the U.S.? <laughs> do you do you know what the New York flag looks like? Yeah, I do. It has oh. like a seal in the middle. And See, I, wouldn't, I don't even know. I, I know. lived in Pennsylvania for 30 I don't know what the Pennsylvania flag. I have no idea what it looks no, like. No, but the Texas State flag. One guy, I did the, I tried it at the beginning of every show just to mess with them. And they mostly, they were cool with it. Like, they would cheer and be like, God bless Texas. But they, I'd be like, no, yeah. you're weirdos. And they would, they would, you know, they knew I was kidding. But this one dude goes, it's the only state flag that's allowed to fly at the same height as the American flag. And I'm like... Yeah, because you guys made up a rule in <laughs> Texas that you can do that because you have your own country. Uh, the other thing I did, uh, and this is uh, this is my other. I have actually have a third jerk of the week. Jesus, this, is, this is a triple jerk a, of the week. This is a this is a double stuffed Oreo jerk of the week section. Triple jerk of the week. <laughs> um, so I had a really big moment for me, uh, as you know. I think I've told you this. I am. A, I when I was in high school, especially. I was I would read anything I could read on the JFK assassination. Oh, really? Yeah, I was obsessed with it because the movie came out, and even though the movie a lot of bullshit, but I read every book I could find on it, whatever it was, right? So I know a lot, a good amount about it. I haven't read anything on it in a while, but I have my opinions about it. Uh, but besides that, I one of the things I did, I went into Dallas and went to Dealey Plaza. Oh, that's pretty awesome, it, dude. I don't have these. I'm not that guy that like I went. And it was like, the guy opening is this guy, Mike Suarez, who's a really nice guy, but he's so easygoing. We got there. I was so taken aback. Not like I was going to cry or something, but I was like, dude, this is nuts. This is nuts. And I'm like freaking out, kind of. Yeah. And I go, Mike, this is nuts. And he goes, yeah, yeah, it's totally cool. Yeah. I'm like, how are you not affected by this at all? So anyway, but he'd been. But there, you're not right? a big tourist attraction guy. I'm not at all. There's certain things. There's certain the same things. Way. That's, I. I don't know what else would be. Uh, you know what I'd be a big tourist attraction guy? Movie stuff. That's if how I it was to, with the Cheers bar. Yes. At Cheers bar, I'd be, but that's, yeah, I'd be into that. Or if I went to the dinosaur from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which I know exists. Where's that at? I forget. It's like in the middle of the country somewhere. Anyway, so I went to Dealey Plaza, and this brings me to my, and I, I, saw, I took a picture of the Texas School Depository, but I didn't put it online. I think that's fucking crazy. Yeah. 
and then I'd be jerk of the week. But I'll tell you right now, just as a group of people, jerks of the week. I always heard rumors that if you go to Dealey Plaza, you'll maybe you'll see people running into this. It's a highway. It's like goes onto an underpass. It goes. It's like a full on like expressway type thing. Um, and apparently there's, there was always these stories about people running in, there's an X where it marks the spot on both spots where both bullets hit them in the yeah. middle of the road. There was always rumors or not rumors. People said people run into the middle of the street to take pictures on the spot and like almost get hit by a car and then run back off the street and then take the picture and then get out of there. And I was like, oh, I heard that. But I was full on not expecting to see that when I went there. You saw somebody do the run? Like four different families. <laughs> I'm not talking just like a dude and his friends, like frat guys, like, ooh, like pretending they got shot. Something stupid. Like families, like little kids. It's like dragging a four-year-old yeah. into traffic. Yeah, just running in the middle of the street. And then like full on, like, I'm not, I'm saying like inches away from getting hit. Like yeah. almost getting slammed right into. Gavin, Gavin, daddy needs <laughs> to get this picture for his Instagram. Gavin. <laughs> Gavin, you know I'm a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> it's for my blog. Yeah, yeah, Gavin, this is for Daddy's Reels, okay? <laughs> uh, so uh, My YouTube has 13 subscribers. So it's kind of this really, really exciting moment in my life that I went to this place because the amount of video, well, yeah, it was a Pruder film, and the amount of pictures I've seen of it, I knew once I was there, it was so... It was crazy. It was so crazy to me to be there. But then what ruined it is looking to my right and seeing these morons run into the middle of the street. And not only for two reasons. One is you're going to get hit by the car. The other one is you're taking a photo on the place where a dude got murdered? That's so strange to it's me. It's a little morbid. It's, it's so morbid. Unless they were anti-JFK. Uh, well, like, that's more the thing about... More like taking a picture like, this is where we got him. <laughs> I don't think that's what they're doing, but... I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't put it past some of these guys. Yeah. God bless Texas. We got a lot of time left. How much time do we got? No, we're, we're going to wrap it up here. We're going to wrap it up? Well, you want to talk about something else? I had one more thing. Let's hear it. That I wanted to bring up. Is it a section? I know you had your new section last week. I couldn't think of one for it's it. It's not a section. No. Oh, you just had it as a one-off. I just had something I just wanted to, wanted to, wanted to, talk, wanted to chat about for a minute. But if we don't have time, we could save it for next week. Uh, no, let's do it. You want to do it? Yeah. I, I, was, I was thinking about this, and... I always think on the opposite of the people pleaser side where when I forget somebody's name, how I react. Okay. I'm, I'm, I, my move is usually if we're in a crowd and I forget somebody's name, I'll go, uh, I'll go, Hey, this is my buddy, Sean. And then hope that they introduce themselves yes. to you. Great move. I've I'll go, Hey, this is yeah. my buddy, Sean. And then hopefully they're like, hey, David, Hey, good to meet you. We call that the Mulva. The mall. That's the mall. <laughs> we have. We have. Oh, dude. Oh, Dolores. we didn't do jerk store. We didn't do jerk store. We didn't do jerk store. But I didn't. I didn't have one. That's why I just skipped right over it. I. I only have. I have a small one. But oh, yeah. But yeah. So the mall. Um, we can call this the Mulva. Dolores. <laughs> uh, so like, it doesn't have. I'm pretty good with names. Like to the point where sometimes, like, like if I'm working, like, uh, you know, like, a, like a comedy club or something i try to make sure like i get everybody in the club's name and like you know do the thing we're like ah thank you so much and like really like try to focus on remembering names because i think it's a nice like i think i don't know i think really i think it takes manners i think it means a lot yeah like you know or like when somebody remembers your name from a couple like from years ago you're like ah fuck it i know i made an impression yeah and uh but when somebody doesn't remember your name 
Have you ever just let it go? Or do you yes. correct it? I never assume anybody ever knows my name. Um, I have that thing, that like insecurity thing where I'm like, oh, you probably don't know my name anyway. I'll, I'll, I'll like reintroduce myself before they can even forget it. I think it depends on the situation. As you know, I've, I've been on TV multiple times, so most people know my name. That's but uh, true. Uh, so it's kind of, I don't have to run into this that often. I, did, I didn't think that this was going to be a springboard <laughs> for you to bring up your credits. But what isn't a springboard the, for you to bring up credits? <laughs> yeah, JFK, I think they showed his assassination on NBC, <laughs> the same network as The Tonight Show, where uh, you were watching back in January, you might have saw a little guy they call Raw Donnelly. Uh, <laughs> That's what you're getting. You're getting Raw Donnelly. Uh, no, so the the introducing move, the Mulva move, the the, the Mulva move is when, when... She stonewalled it, though. Mulva. She did. She did stonewall it. Because George goes, hi, I'm George. She goes, hello. He goes, I tried. And he walks in. And goes, <laughs> so that moment, I, that's a go-to. I do that. But another thing I do is I go, I, if I don't know somebody's name, I go, what? I, I'll ask them their name. And then to smooth it over, because of my people pleaser ways, I go, oh, but we, we met a long time ago. It was like a long time ago, right? And they go, usually people go, yeah, yeah, we met like a year ago, whatever it is. If I did meet them, a couple of times I get called on it. There's been people I've met. Yeah. And I go, oh, we met your yesterday. What, your what? We met yesterday. Well, no. Then they go, no, we've never, we've never met. Oh. That's more awkward. And that's not a, a name remember thing. It's just, I'm like, I don't, you know, my safeguard is to go, yeah, yeah, we met a while ago. You so And hard. I don't, and I, I have no recollection of any of it. See, I never would call anybody out. And like, I don't care. Like, I've done, I've done a lot of where I get called the wrong name all the time. Is um, at Starbucks, hundred percent. But that's that's different because people can't. Because I'm only telling my name once, and a lot of people don't register Ray. I think it's too quick of a name. Mm-hmm. So they hear Ray, they're like Greg, Trey, Greg. Yeah, that makes sense. Lance, and I've gotten Lance before, which I, that never made sense. I get or, people always think my name is Kevin and Brian. But you know what I get? Red. I'm like, if you're taking a guess, who in the fuck's name has been Red? Morgan Freeman and Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. That's about it. That's oh, it. and Red in Midnight Run, the bar, the bar owner. Red's bar. He goes, are you Red? He goes, do you dye your hair? I feel like you're really digging deep to find these Reds. Well, I'm just saying that these are the Reds that I know. I don't, I've never personally known any, any Red. I, uh, that's what I'm saying. you never personally known a Red. So a red why is life. a Red coming into your Starbucks? It's Ray. Yeah. But either way, I've been like, I was a Ron at this temp job that I worked for like two weeks. They called you Ron? Ron. <laughs> and I was just going with it. You, didn't, you just let me let it. <laughs> I didn't, didn't care. You, you didn't correct anybody. No. Oh, see, I wouldn't have done that. I'd be like, it's Sean. I just didn't. Care. I don't mind doing that. I'll be like, but what about uh, well, show? I, I kind of did it too, like because I just didn't care, and I said like three words there. It was just very miserable there. And like, hey, Ron, can you uh, do that? And uh, no, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't Ron. It was Ryan. I was going by Ryan, and I was just letting it happen. I kept going, hey, Ryan, can you do that? I was like, yeah, I'm on it. And, and it was kind of one of those things, like, I could make the joke, like, yeah, if I screwed up, they'd be looking for Orion. That wasn't even it. I just so didn't have the energy <laughs> waking up that early in the morning to they have... They call the- that a Susie and Elaine moment. <laughs> <laughs> Seinfeld will, will cure all your ales. But Seinfeld, there's a, there's a moment for every Seinfeld episode. Is, is there an... I, I don't know if I said that episode. Susie, where the woman thinks her name is... Uh, she, the woman that Elaine works with, she thinks her name is Susie. And then 
Peterman. She's working at Jay Peterman's. And then uh, Elaine, Elaine, he, he, Peterman they know she, she's Elaine, and then the other woman doesn't like Susie. And then Peterman wants to get them together, and they're referring to her, but they don't realize that the other one's not there. It's, it's like, yeah. They, I, I just totally messed up that explanation. Some, something, something like that happens in Friends, too, but, but either way, it was like, I just didn't care. And I just let it ride because I'm never going to see these people again. Yeah. But you, oh, you knew there was a finite end to the yeah. job. Oh, okay. That's a little bit. Di- no, I still would have been like, hey, <laughs> how many people were calling you uh, Ryan? Two or three. <laughs> and also, I guess, was it also a numbers thing where they're not every sentence going, hey, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. Every once in a while, you'd hear Ryan and go, eh, it's not worth it. They call me Ryan a good bit, dude. <laughs> I was Ryan for a while. They get you a monogram jacket. <laughs> yeah, I just did a Letterman like a, like, a, like a football jacket with Ryan on it. It started off being lazy. Well, well, no, it first started off like I think a guy just called me Ryan. I didn't notice it right away. No, yeah. they call me Ryan, and then it was like I just don't even feel like talking to them to have the conversation to explain. And then it went from that to this is kind of funny. <laughs> that they're calling me Ryan. It's pretty funny. I'm just gonna start calling you Ryan for now. Please don't. Uh, do you? You do a thing. I name remembering. I'll always ask somebody else if I'm on a show or if I'm at a club and I don't know the host and I met them. And actually, no, I usually will know uh, if if it's just like the weekend shows. Like if the person hosting, you meet them right away. That's all you're yeah. working with. But in the city, or if you're doing like a showcase show, and I've never met the host, I always make sure to ask another comic what's the host name. I almost double check it. Yeah. Because I never, I hate going up and saying, give it up for your host. I don't know why I don't like, give it up for your host. I don't know why. Well, because it's kind of clear that you don't know their name. I Yeah, that's that's definitely it. And it's not, and, and it makes the, you know, the audience likes this, this idea. I don't know if you get this question a lot. Like anytime you're on the road with another comic, they're like, so you and, uh, you guys like, Tour together a lot, huh? Yeah, like, like they like the they idea. Think it's that like a traveling circus or something. They like the idea that like you're a crew. Yeah, and they I like know, the idea that all the comics are friends. Or I think it's like one of those things where people want to bring it into their own world, so they think of it as like, "Hey, I have my office, and this is like your off. Like you guys are working together. This is yeah. your office, and it's like, no, this is a very lone wolf profession, and you kind of do th- a lot of things yourself." I get that question all the time. You guys like, so a, little, guys like a little band, like yeah. a crew? And it's like, no. Like, yeah, we ride a fucking tandem bicycle here. Yeah. We feed each other at the end of the shows, and we share a twin bed. Well, let me do this. Let me do the jerk store moment. Uh, yeah, the yes, jerk store Let's moment. Let's jerk store it and get the fuck out of here. It's more of a, it's, it's general, but it also happened this weekend. Uh, I'm becoming more confident in my, like, you, I've said this before. If I, after a show, if I have a good set, that sucks. Um, if I have a good set, um, I'm pretty confident. If it goes well, I know. When I, I think I'm a pretty good judge if it goes well or goes bad, right? So sometimes people will just be like, uh, "They'll." I don't know. I, I think also I'm like going off adrenaline after a show. Sure. So if somebody says something like, "Like that was a good show," that was a good show, or they like they're, they're very like, I don't know, weirdly flippant about it, and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, you got." Or, I think it was this weekend. Either one of the comics or one of the people who worked at the club, and they didn't mean much by it, but they went like, oh, you got them with that one joke. And I was like, uh, now I just go, yeah, I, I almost say it half kidding, but I go, yeah, I'm really good at my job. I, I, I think I almost, yeah. almost say it for myself. Like, in order to, like I, what I used to do, people pleaser stuff and Irish Catholic ways, going, going, 
uh, they were great. They were easy. They were like whatever it was. But now I'm like, oh no, yeah, I'm 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 good. I can do this. Like I think it's more for me than to prove to them something. I think it's so I keep myself status quo and I don't feel shitty after the show. That I like that. I think that's a good thing though. I don't. Think yeah, but I never used to do it. But now I do it. I did it this weekend, and that's my jerk storm moment. In the moment, I went, oh no, yeah, that went really well. I think something like that. I'm like, that was great. I had fun. Do you know what I got to stop doing? What? When somebody compliments my clothes, this is a true. This is crazy that I do this. Somebody complimented these shoes that I have on right now. They're pretty nice shoes. They're nice. I see on the camera. Yeah. I like them. And somebody was like, oh, I like those shoes. And I was like, yeah, they were. I got them for like 70 bucks. I got them on sale. Yeah. I think you did that to me. I did it to um, uh, Amy, who was on the show that we did at Grove 34 that you put together. Yes. And she said that she was like, stop doing that. And I was like, what? She's like, you didn't. They're nice shoes. Just take the compliments. That can be nice shoes. shoes. I was yeah. like, I know. I was like, I'm such a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Like, hey, like somebody said they like these pants. I was like, yeah, my roommate gave me these. Yeah, you know, because you also have it. Th- we, we, I, you have it more extreme than I do. The money thing. You don't want people thinking that you're like too fancy for them or something. I don't want people to think I'm highfalutin. Highfalutin. You got big time in anybody. I don't want people to think I'm a fancy pants. You know who's fancy? Ryan's fancy. Ryan's fancy. <laughs> no, Ryan, Ray, was a, Ryan was a janitor. Raised from the streets. Hey, Ryan was a janitor, buddy. <laughs> fancy janitor. Ryan this was mop? Like $10 floors. mop. Yeah. Oh, I, did, I did a good job in here? Yeah. I learned from the best. <laughs> well, I think it's about that time, my friend. It is about that time. Can we, do, can we get a montage of all the videos of all the awkward shakes at the end of the... It's not going to be able <laughs> to be done. Can't be they're done. They're all gone, I think. <laughs> I think they're all gone. Um... <laughs> I don't even, to, to be honest, I don't even know why we shake the hands. I just like doing it because nobody sees it. I think yeah, because it's a tradition. It. I think it's almost a good luck. Oh, I, I am very superstitious. But before we do... Writing's uh, on the wall. Riding dirty. Uh, writing dirty. That's when, writing you, dirty. that's when you write sex novels. That's me, no, that's me writing my act. <laughs> <laughs> me writing um, jokes. Listen, before we get out of here, guys, we cannot thank you guys enough for listening to the podcast. Do us a favor. You can find us... Just as much on iTunes and you know Apple Podcasts and and uh, Stitcher and all that. Besides that, please, please, please subscribe to the YouTube. We put up videos each week. We put shorts up. Uh, besides that, look us up. Look up Brand New Jerks on TikTok. Brand we New Jerks up, Pod at Brand New Jerks at pod. Brand New Jerks Pod on TikTok. Uh, guys, please uh, message. Um, us, how can they message us? Well, no, I think a good idea too. Uh, brand new jerks at gmail.com is our email address. What we would like is I know a lot of people say that they vibe with the podcast because they themselves are people pleasers and have people pleaser tendencies. Um, if there's a topic that you want to hear about or you have a story about some people well, pleaser thing you went through, send, send us a message on Instagram or email us. Or do, th- do this send us your jerk dash off ideas, send us your jerk, your personal jerk store moments. And, and, and also, um, feel free to uh, follow both of us on Instagram. Yes. At Shawnee Time, at Ray B. Killing them, uh, there if you ever want to see us perform live. We're always posting dates there as well. Um, yes, and now it's time for Nothing the... better than closing with a 10-minute plug. Of <laughs> <all our laughs> shit. Hey, you know what? Whatever. That's the name of the game these days. It really is. We got to put, put, our, put our wares out there. Wares? Or, wa- or you know, I guess wares. Would be, I don't know what wares is. Wares. Yeah. All right, ready? See you guys later.